Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Nine minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Are you enjoying your Thursday? It is a beautiful day in Joburg. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Nikki Seberini here. As always, a pleasure to be with you and wow, another fabulous show we've got lined up for you. Also, I wanted to just say that for the next two weeks, I will be away, but we have pre-recorded amazing shows with phenomenal guests. I'm off to Germany. Um, I'm taking part in Byron Katie's nine-day school. Um, it's a practice that I use and I teach and I'm just so very excited. So when I get back, I'll bring some stories back with me. Um, but, you know, it, it is interesting when we talk about um, all the subjects that we talk about on the show here on, on, on High FM. It was just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the difference between integrative medicine and functional medicine and just bringing all these different approaches and people talk about wellness and the connection between mind, body and soul and so we say that mind body and soul but what does that actually mean and and I think it's especially relevant um, when when diagnosed with a, a chronic um, illness and how do we keep the mind, body and soul connected while on the journey, while Facing so many challenges, going through painful treatment, still connecting to the body, listening to the body, and even before a, a kind of diagnosis, um, really, when we have pain in our body, what do we do with that pain? We very often ignore it, or we inflate it and think that it's something else. You know, we either jump to panic or we we go to denial. And what about sometimes sitting with it um, and feeling into it, and and really being with the body? Connected with the mind. And what is what does that actually all mean? Well, it kind of gives you an indication of what we're going to be talking about today. And we really have wonderful guests who are going to be sharing their wisdom um, and their knowledge um, with you today. So it's looking at um, complementary health therapies. We're also going to be discussing alternate therapies. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to be focusing on the next hour. So I'm going to start off introducing our first guest. Um, Sabita Maharaj is a complementary health practitioner. She's an author of the book called Boundless Love, a journey into your own heart towards pure unconditional love. And Sabita said that it really can help the reader on their own healing journey towards their own hearts and unconditional love. And she spoke recently at a DL Link event. So Sabita, welcome. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Really, really fantastic. So I'm going to start off by saying that you are a, a, a cancer warrior. So, yes. So, yes. so you had cancer how many years Ele- ago? Eleven years. Eleven ago. years ago. And what yeah. what cancer was that? Can- breast cancer. Breast cancer. Eleven years ago. And right. Doing well now, and it's all behind me. And this is why the book. So, um, so was the book and this way of thinking born out of the, the being diagnosed the with book cancer? Was born out of. My spirituality. Okay. It came through um, in my, a lot of a lot of what's in the book came through in my own meditation. Right. Because all I got in my meditation is that you've got to write, you've got to write, and I said, but I've never written before. Mm-hmm. Go down to meditate again. You've got to write, and eventually, I thought, okay, I've got to put down all the healing modalities I've practiced over the years because I'm a complementary health therapist using therapies like Reiki, meditation. 
aromatherapy, um, singing bowls, using sound, and all of that. So I started to write the book and say, okay, this is what I'll put into the book. But as I wrote, the angels had a different, different, completely different idea mm-hmm. that we had to bring in spirituality as well. So this is what I've done is a lot of spirituality in the book that's going to help people. It's a complete self-help book that it helps the reader go into their own hearts and find love for themselves. Hmm. And and when you find that love, you then project that love, and that's what you attract into your life. So the book's got emotions. I've, I've dealt with emotions as well, positive and negative emotions, negative emotions of fear and anger and bitterness and sadness, and overcoming that with love because so, love mm-hmm. is the highest emotion that's able to dissolve all of the dense emotions. So, Sabita, there are a few questions have come yeah. up. First of all, let's just get out the way because I know that uh, Kiara Bergstrom is going to be looking at um, complementary uh, alternative uh, practices well. and, yes. and uh, versus yes. alternatives. Yes. Yes. But as a complementary health practitioner, mm-hmm. so you mentioned things like Reiki, yes. meditation, mm-hmm. aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Is acupuncture, would you consider Acupuncture? I, I, I haven't practiced acupuncture. I haven't studied acupuncture, but I have studied all of these therapies. Um, and the, you used all of these I use therapies these in, my, in conjunction with your what treatment did you Oh, have? yes. Oh, yeah. And with my clients as well today, right. yes. I, I say carry on, continue with your allopathic medicine, mm-hmm. and I come in with the all of the natural. And in one healing session, I try and bring in as many therapies as possible. And it's amazing that when a client leaves, they say, I feel so light. Why do I feel so light? Because all of those negativities that we're carrying that is so heavy within our system is released. So the allopathic is working on attacking or fighting or eliminating the cancer. The complementary uh, is looking at the energy, the emotion, Mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and spirit. That's what it is. Fantastic. So you started talking about this book and about the journey within and connecting with the heart and living out of love Mm. and that the love is the highest form of energy. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit more in terms of spirituality because when we talk about Reiki or aromatherapy, we can kind of see it. We are identified. We have a picture for it. So this idea is quite vague. When you talk about this kind of work in spirituality, if a person is of a particular religion, is this something they would avoid or is this something yeah. that anyone from any religion can take on? Anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. It's about deepening our own true spirituality, right. deepening our religion and whatever our beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. And the more we grow spiritually, the deeper the love we find in our hearts and the deeper the love we can give out to people. And this is why the book has got, when it came through, it came through as a two, with a twofold purpose. The first was it needed to get into the hands of as many people as it would help through the healing practices in there. And the second purpose was to bring comfort to children with cancer and homeless, abandoned, and abused children. And this is what Boundless Love is doing now. It's amazing that the funds, a big portion of the funds from the book, is helping children with cancer and homeless children.
So there's a higher purpose when you wrote oh, this book. Is. Okay. Oh, definitely there mm. is. I just love that. Yeah. So for um, our listeners, let's mm. talk about this connecting with the heart. Okay. It sounds so simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it is so simple because we live in a in a world that in can be very challenging and very trying, and we are exposed to lots of the negative things that happen around us. How do we switch that off and go, oh, I'm just going to live from a position of love? Exactly. We've All we've got to do is initially make a, a conscious decision to make a paradigm shift in our lives, to go from thinking negative and whenever a negative thought comes up, all you have to do is say, I don't need you, please go. And meditation is the best way of doing this. You know, some people feel intimidated by this and you say you've got to meditate, but I've got very, very simple exercises in the book that I was taught many years ago that will help will help um, people along the way. So um, simple exercises there for meditation. And it's in our meditation practice that we can calm the mind and open the heart. And that's what it is. When we sit in quiet with our eyes closed, we've set up a beautiful little corner to do our meditation And it's nothing to do with religion at all. It's about contacting the God consciousness within you, whatever your spiritual religious beliefs are, and calming and balancing the the mind and the heart. Mm. But focusing on the heart, because when we focus on that heart, we feel that spark of the divine within us. Mm. 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 So you've been down that road when you've been diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, I have cancer warriors who come into the studio and talk about the C word. You know, we don't even want to mention the word cancer. And that how many of us go through every day and it's there, it's hidden in the shadow. It's fear. That's why when some people feel the little lump, oh, no, no, it's nothing. Or they they don't even want to go to the doctor. So what I'm trying to say is, is there's so much energy, emotion, history, story attached to cancer. Mm -hmm. So when you have that diagnosis, so difficult to separate from those negative thoughts. Um, Is there a process? uh, Mm. So really what I'm looking at is, Mm. is there an amount of time that you spend with that negative state, the state of disbelief or anger or whatever it is when you are first diagnosed before you can have the paradigm shift and go into the heart and Mm. and, and connect with your higher self? We're all living in a material world. And we will, we will go through the emotions. It was a lot easier for me because for 30 years now I've been in this, on the spiritual path, doing meditation and all of that. So when I was diagnosed, I said, okay, I'll go through this. But I still did go through the emotions because I am human. But every time the negative emotions came up, I tried to balance it with a positive thought. And working with myself, getting friends who were therapists to work on me, work with myself on the mind, body, and spirit level, and and try to come through this. And you do. And this is why I've got a chapter in the book about my my journey with cancer and how people can help themselves from lessons I learned along the way. So this is what I offer in Boundless Love. Mm. So those negative emotions exist. Oh, they do. You're going to feel them. You will. Don't push them away. Allow them their space. Definitely. Feel it. um, And release it. And release it. And then you are making space for for the other connection. And the more we connect with the positive there, 
the more there's the, the little space left for the negative. And the mm. more we focus on positive and the more we focus on it, the less we have space for the negative. Okay. Mm. We're going to take a break. Um, uh, we'll continue with the conversation. Incidentally, if you have any questions about this idea of, of connecting this boundless love, of going on this journey into your own heart, um, please send us an SMS, 34519, 34519, or you can WhatsApp us on 0618951019. Quick break. We'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 22 minutes past 12 o'clock. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And we're looking at a spiritual journey. We're looking at, um, I, I have uh, Sabita Maharaj in the studio. She's a complementary health practitioner and also an author of Boundless Love. Um, and, um, Sabita's saying that, you know, going on a journey of going on a journey within and connecting with yourself, this journey is really for everyone. Um, and it has nothing to do with your religion. It has nothing to do with anything like that. It's connecting to your higher purpose. Did you say your higher conscious? Consciousness. consciousness. So interestingly enough, so we always talk about Professor Carol Ben, mm. um, how amazing she is, and really what she's doing in terms of changing the experience and the face of breast cancer, how she takes her warriors um, through a journey, and she has all of these people who are supporting and giving back. And you say that she's endorsed the book. Yes, she has. She has. Um, Carol's endorsed the book, and uh, Dr. Kayo, a gynecologist, have both endorsed the book. So, what did she say? What did Carol yes, say? She, she loved the book. She okay. loved the book. She loved it, and she knows that it will help people along the way. And this is what it's doing. There's proof of it in the book sales, and I ask people, please support my book because the money is going into into. I give my services a chalk. I've set up a library and I sit and I read to the children there and the library is growing and the children are so hungry for reading. Mm. It's so amazing. Mm. And then I have so many homes that phone me and people that are looking after children. I look after 50 children. Please give me foods. I need food. Then there's another place I support. Um, and I said to them, I normally give them Easter eggs out money from the book and I said to them this year, would you like Easter eggs? Yes, we, we'd love Easter eggs and chocolates, thank you, but we need food. Mm. So this is where a, a, pro, a lot, big percentage of the book sales is going towards helping children. Fantastic. And is it available in uh, all major bookstores? No, it no. isn't. Because it's self-published and because the bookstores take a big percentage of the sales uh -huh. and because the total sales of the book is not for my bank account, it's for the children yes. mainly, that I have to do it myself. And this is a big, big, big mammoth task sure. to try and get the book out there. But it's going and people are getting to know about it. And So how can people get their hands on the book? Through my, on my they can email me. My email address is on there if you don't mind giving it and sharing mm -hmm. it with your people. Um, they can contact me via email, and we'll arrange for them to get the Okay, book. you'll give your email address 
Um, just before, just before yes, we, we yes, say goodbye. Yes. But so I just want to, I mean, I'm looking at this and the pointers here, for example, aromatherapy oils. Mm-hmm. Um, you give, you give tips on that. You give tips on visualization exercise for physical healing. So everything here, as you said, it's part of your journey, but then you're giving everyone a step by step points exactly. on how to connect with exactly. the heart. Exactly. Okay. And when you talk about aromatherapy, I'll give you a step by step guide as to how to give yourself a full body massage how what oils to mix what oils are for what conditions and the same with crystals in the book this these this is what crystals are this is what they do this is how you use them in your home and your office space so it's all in the book mm. to work with and endorsed by as you say a professor of medicine uh-huh. uh, and and some people will say yeah and some people will say you know chakras and yes. crystals yeah. and and more and more doctors are beginning to see how exactly. these uh, complementary treatments are boosting the the, the journey and the Definitely. healing. Just fascinating. When I gave Carol the, uh, the manuscript to read, and I said, "Carol, Ben, Prof, this is the, my manuscript. Would you?" I know she works almost seven days a week. Mm. I think most of the time. And I said, "If you can just glance through it," and she said to me, "She'll endorse the book." So Wonderful. After she'd read it. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Sabita, how did everyone respond when you gave the talk at the the DL link? Oh, uh, oh, that went uh, well. There were lots of tears as well. It was absolutely amazing at DL mm. link on Sunday. Yeah. Very well. There was received. laughter. There was happiness. There was tears. There was just everything. It All was the a emotions. Beautiful, beautiful morning. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Sabita, who can people email if they want to get hold of the book? Boundless Love. Yes. Dot sm yes. at gmail dot com. So Boundless Love dot sm sugar m for Mary. Yes. At gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. So SM is for you, Sabita Maharaj. Sabita, thank you so much. Thank you. Wonderful Nikki. having you in the studio. Thank you for having me. And I love the message, boundless love. And yeah. let's not wait to get sick exactly. to connect with the heart. Let's do exactly. it now. Let's exactly. let's start connecting now. Exactly. Can I just share one little thing? Please do. Is, um, I had tape aids for the blind. Ask if they ask permission for me to give them permission to put my book into tape aids for the blind. And I've just two weeks ago, I signed that over to them oh, that lovely. they can. We have 11 million people that are blind, frail, dyslexic, illiterate. Tape aids for the blind will be servicing a portion of those people. And with my compliments, I signed it over to them. So if people need them that are, are that need them, they can go over to Tape Ace for the Blind. Wonderful. Oh, what yeah. a beautiful message yeah. to be to yeah. May it spread. May the word just spread Definitely. and spread. Definitely. What a lovely journey. And may on. love in our hearts just grow and grow and Please, grow. God. Thank you so thank, much, Sabita. Lovely, you, lovely Nikki. having you on the thank show. You. Thank, thank you. you. On 101.9 High FM, so that is Sabita Maharaj, her book, Boundless Love, A Journey into Your Own Heart Towards Pure Unconditional Love. It's like a manual of this. You know, it's, she gives you direction, what to be doing um, if you are on this journey and also the proceeds going to such a good cause so you're going to have to contact um, Sabita directly if you'd like a book so it's boundlesslove.sm for Sabita Maharaj at gmail.com boundlesslove.sm at gmail.com we are continuing with this discussion uh, around uh, complementary health uh, and treatments and also looking at alternative treatments that I'm very 
interested because I thought that um, Reiki and meditation fell within the alternative um, treatment. So let's let's speak to someone who really does a lot of research. Um, um, Kiara Bergstrom is head of research um, at uh, the uh, Netcare Breast Care Center of Excellence in Johannesburg, um, and uh, yes, she, she's a health patient navigator. And we're just going to be talking about this idea of complementary health, um, and and also she also does research with uh, geriatric patients. So Kiara, thanks for joining us. Great having you on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And also the Chief Operating Officer for the Pink Parasol Project. So, Kiora, let's just talk about the difference between complementary treatments and alternative treatments. Well, complementary therapy is exactly that. So you go on to the treatment the doctor has advised you to be on, and then you add other therapies to make that treatment a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. An alternative is when you say to a doctor you don't want any of the conventional medicines and you only go with natural therapies. Okay. So so basically what you're saying here is when I said, you know, Reiki, meditation, when that's used with the allopathic treatment, that is then considered complementary. When you don't go for the treatment that the doctor has um, um, suggested and you would do that instead, that would be considered the alternative. Have I got it right? Yeah. That's right. Okay, fantastic. So let's let's talk about that because there's so many messages um, out there at the moment. People have access to Google and uh, people are looking up things and some yes. of the stories are incredibly um, inspiring and some of them are absolutely hideous. How do we know where to go? And, and, and when one is diagnosed and it is so overwhelming and a doctor recommends a particular treatment, um, you know, I've, I've had many patients, many cancer warriors, who've spoken about making decisions too quickly. Um, so, so let's just rewind and let's just go to, to the, the, you know, having an open mind when it comes to all of these treatments. Well, the problem is, is that social media, YouTube and Google, like you mentioned, when you look up cancer, a lot of these alternative sites and organizations with false information or limited information pop up and the patients are vulnerable when they get diagnosed and when they're diagnosed quite often you know they're desperate they want to find anything to help them to treat their cancer so there's a lot of organizations out there that push their products and stuff but very few of those products would work on their own there's very little research saying any of these alternative medicines actually work and that we should rather look at complementary health because research has shown that patients, breast cancer patients that use alternative therapy increase their risk of dying sixfold while using um, complementary health increases survival fivefold. Hmm. Wow. Um, in terms of South Africa, are you finding, because I mean you're researching this, are you finding a lot of people are going for the alternative therapy? I see a lot of ladies that are interested in complementary that is far more than alternative, which I'm very grateful for. But, yes, we do see the patients that refuse treatment. Um, they will only have the surgery or nothing at all and then decide to go with alternative medicines. And so what... Why don't you support alternative medicines? Um, I mean, you've, you've mentioned certain medications. You've mentioned there's not enough research behind it. Mm. I haven't seen, I've been doing this work for over 10 years and I haven't not seen one positive case. I have unfortunately seen a lot of bad cases. Sad. Mm. And our previous guest, and I know, you know Sabita. 
Yeah, she's part of the pink parasol. Okay. She's part so, of my team. So, 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 Sabita talks about the mind and the body and the soul and connecting with the heart and, um, yes. you know, you know, all of that. Would, so, and, and she talks about complementary treatments. What about using that same approach, that same idea of working on the mind, um, eliminating negative thoughts, just focusing on positivity, the energy and all of that? And deciding not to go with the, the other treatment, but using that as part of the alternative treatment. I don't support that. I okay. support it in the complementary um, scene, not as an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important when dealing with illness to heal yourself as a whole, not just your body, but yes, your mind and your soul and make sure you're healthy as a whole. And so as complementary to add Reiki and that, if that's something that the patients feel strongly about, then they should do it. As a complementary therapy, as long as it, whatever complementary therapy you are using doesn't interfere with your conventional treatment, there's nothing wrong in using complementary therapy. Mm, I love the message. Kiara, can you tell us a little bit more about the Pink Parasol Project? Sure. So how it came about is within my job, like I've mentioned, I see a lot of patients um, falling very prone to alternative um, therapies that are suggested. So the Pink Parasol is a website-based directory with therapists on their conventional and complementary that have experience in cancer and have experience in treating patients while going through chemo and radiation. Chemo, and that doesn't have to be the horror story, it was 20 years ago. Mm. You know, there's a lot of complementary therapies you can use obviously if your oncologist is okay with it, to make things better, like you've mentioned reflexology, Reiki, um, body stress release management. um, There's so many things you can add to make chemotherapy or radiation just a little bit easier for the patients going through treatment. So this wonderful website, it's there, all the information is there. Um, Everyone has access to that. And just before I do say goodbye to you, where would cannabis oil fit in here? Interested to know. Well, that is the thing that I am asked about the most by Mm. all my patients and when I do talks. Mm. So the problem with um, cannabis is since the legalization, I use that word very loosely. There's a lot of paperwork still to be done. Um, Everyone is making it. Everyone's cooking it and selling it and all of that. But cannabis if used for medicine purposes, then you, there's a whole bunch of things you've got to look into. The type of strain, the percentages, sativas, indicas. It's not just let's buy a banky from somebody in, at the shop and smoke it, eat it, whichever way they want to take it. Mm. So, And there's also things that people have to be aware of. Um, cannabis can drop your blood pressure. So if you're on antihypertensives, you've got to be careful about that. Cannabis can also drop your sugar. So diabetics should be careful of that. It can affect blood flow. So generally before surgery, I say two weeks before surgery and after surgery, don't use it. So you, it's just little things that can happen. It does have its place for nausea and for pain. There's a very good cream that when the ladies ask about it that is cannabis-based, if okay with the doctors as well, that they find they have a lot of pain relief using the cream. And you just got to, once again, make sure it's not interfering with your treatment. I've seen with the type of breast cancer in our unit that if they use cannabis, 
they don't respond to treatment. And I'm about to do a research study with another doctor as to why, because I'm struggling to find the links, but it's something I've seen in a few of our ladies, that if they have a HER2 amplified breast cancer, they don't tend to respond to treatment. Sure. So I know everyone's treating cannabis as the miracle drug, but it is not. It's, it's going to be just like all other drugs. It's going to have its limitations. And, you know, there are a lot of studies showing um, how it can possibly treat cancer in the future, but the, those studies are mostly in the dish and rat phase. They're not really on human phase yet, and our bodies are far more complex than a mouse. So we can't ingest the quantity that's needed to treat cannabis on a cellular level, and they'll probably do with cannabis what they've done with the other environmental um, stuff that chemo came from, like tree bark and roots and flowers. Chemo majority came from my environment, and the same will probably happen with cannabis if the research continues to be positive. So, Kiara, the message is really what you're saying is it's about complementary treatment, complementary um, working with your what your doctor prescribes with all the other treatments yes. that would support you along the way. And as, as, as far as using alternate treatments, um, you would be wary, and that's based on, on the research that you've done. Yes. Mm. Thank you so much, Kiara. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you for clarifying it. I'm certainly now clear um, on 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 how that works, and and um, and I think it's quite a strong message. And I'm definitely going to open up the 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 question to our listeners. You know, if anyone out there has focused on just alternative treatment, how has that worked for you? And how many of you are using complementary treatments? So you're going for the chemotherapy or the radiotherapy, but you are also um, using Reiki or aromatherapy or whatever it is. Kiara, thank you. Lovely, lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much. You take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. So there was uh, Kiara Burks from Head of Research, um, and that is at the Netcare Breast Care Center of Excellence, also the Chief Operating Officer for the Pink Paracel. So if ever you're looking for complementary treatments and you're looking at the normal treatments and you want more information, it's a fabulous, fabulous website. It's Pink Parasol, P-I-N-K-P-A-R-A-S-O-L dot C-O dot Z-A. We're going to take a quick break and then after the break um, Bui Radebe Lichabe is going to be in the studio as will Mali Ramara who we've had on the phone before. Um, I'll be very interested to hear what Mali has to say just based on the experience that she's had. So we'll be back. Stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life and so the discussion um, continues here on the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Just before the break, chatting to Kiara Bergstrom and very interesting um, based on her research um, really in support of complementary treatment but very wary about alternative treatment and alternative treatment as she explained, as Kiara explained is when you have been diagnosed with an illness, the doctor recommends, we're talking about allopathic medication recommends something and you decide not to go that way but rather just to use the alternative therapies um, whereas in going with the complementary you go with what the doctor recommended the allopathic and you use um, the other treatments as a, a complementary way to support um, your treatment it's kind of like primary and secondary treatments so um, and I'd love your 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 opinion on that um, or you can SMS us on 34519 I'd love to hear from you 
So just before the break, I, I said that we've got two more fascinating guests coming onto the show. Now, um, Male Buru, Mali Ramara has been on the show before. She spoke about her um, experience as a brain lupus warrior um, and that she has turned her life around. She's a personal trainer. She's a yoga and silent meditation teacher, group fitness instructor, sports nutrition coach and businesswoman. And I follow her on Facebook and she is amazing. And I'm going to mention her age because we're talking about age in the next segment. 49 years old with a body to die for. And it didn't just happen. She works on it all the time. And Bui Radebe Lichaba, and again, I'm going to mention her age, 63 years old, health and wellness coach, because these ladies say that aging is just a state of mind, really. Um, and so, Bui, welcome. Mali, welcome. Lovely to have you both on the show. Thank you for inviting us and pleased to meet you. And lovely person. to meet you face to face. So, Miley, I've got to ask you, listening to Kiara, because you spoke about, the last time you were on the show, you spoke about the brain lupus. You spoke about your experience, and then you said you healed yourself. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, You know, and this is is, uh, linked to what we're going to talk about today, that I'm not a pill person. I've never been a pill person. Um, even when I have a headache, a pill person. So my mind, my brain does not know pill person. You mm-hmm. know the pill. Mm-hmm. So when I when I got sick, uh, 2009, I was sick to death. You know, somebody said to me, "You you look like death." Mm-hmm. But for me, it was please take me to the to church. I wanted to to be at the place where I could connect with the me, the mm-hmm. child in me. You know, mm-hmm. the heart chakra. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to to know that what Sabita was y- talking yes, about. Yes, that yeah. the power within me can heal. 2013, I lost the faith. Then I said to my mom, she must take me to a uh, hospital. They gave me pills. I became depressed. I became suicidal. Um, so for me, is what's in the mind is in the body. 90% of us are living in the past. Like 30% we worry about what is, who said what, who did what to me. 40% is about the future. You know, we worry about what's going to happen to me when I grow old, what's going to happen if I lose my car and all this. 12% we worry about our health even when we are healthy. Even when we eat in that salad, we still worry about our health. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, then, and then 10% we worry about why my eyelashes are like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Why does my nose look yeah. like this? <laughs> and, and then 8% are the real stuff, which means 92% of what we're about are unreal. And that's what you call it Maya. Uh-huh. You're in an illusion. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We are taught when we're young, and because we, I just want to link it to aging, majority of women, because we're the one who run in the wellness industry, is a trillion brand industry, and we're running it economically. We, we worry about age when we're teenagers. You know, depending on who's, who's uh, our mother or whoever around. We, we worry about having wrinkles when we are young, our boobs touching our thighs or whatever it is that we worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading somewhere that when you do that, your body, like your body literally accelerate to the age that you're afraid of. Most women were afraid of 40. When women get to 40, we become hysterical. Ooh, that's it, we're done. And they call it age set point. Your body remembers. You've been living 40 years since you were a teenager. So your body remembers that. You get what I mean? You're living in the future, not in the present. In the present that you're healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. You're living in the future. Mm-hmm. So the past you're worrying about. So your body hears. Thoughts and feelings are energy. 
So when you say I'm sad, you will feel it somewhere, not in your in your head. You will feel it somewhere in your body. So your body registered everything. Even when you're taking pills out of anger, your body, your liver is in trouble. You know, anger damages your immune system by about four or five hours because it hears. It's energy. It's like your mind is wrapped up all over your body. You know, and the more you 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 think about ninety two percent of things that are not real, you. Your joint, your muscles registers that. And unfortunately, we live in our heads. We are disconnected from our bodies. Mm-hmm. Even when your body says, I think there's something wrong with you. You go like, oh, oh well, it will pass. Oh, I'll take medication. So we, we sort of ignore those things, mm-hmm. you know. And, and by the time we're 40, we've been living those things. They come out and you say it's old age. No, it's not old age. You've been telling your body that you've got this and avoiding it. By the time you're 40, your body's 40 plus. You get what I mean? <laughs> you've been living that. You, you've been aging before you get to that point. And illness is like that. For me, it was, I know that what's in the mind is in the body. So if I, I fear the illness, the brain does not know the difference. Our brain is, is designed to protect us. You know, when you old in age, when you see a lion, then the blood moves away from from your stomach, goes to your your legs to prepare to fight the lion. After that, it goes down. That was sympathetic nervous system, right? And then now, when the lion just disappeared, you've done whatever. Parasympathetic relaxation mechanism go go down. You know, help you to normalize. But now the lion is everywhere. It's either in the future, in the past. And also 8% of what we're going through right now, economics and whatever. So, so the mind is very powerful. We need to connect mind and body. And so the original question asking, going with alternate therapies, because it's, it's a very gray area. Because yeah. what you're saying, a lot of people talk about you've experienced it firsthand, which is mm-hmm. why I've started off because of what you've experienced. Um, and, and, and how do we use the mind so powerfully? Um, I'm not saying go off treatment in any way or form. I'm saying, how do we use, how do we access that mind? You know, it's, it's, you remember that mind is formless. Mind is energy. What you need to heal is the brain. What you need to heal is the brain. Because the more you, you think negative all the time, you actually shrink in the brain. And they used to think, they used to say that, you know, your brain cells shrunk and they don't grow. But the more you meditate, the, the previous said, uh, you, the more you meditate, they call it neuroplasticity. Your brain heals itself. Learn the new language that you're teaching it. Then you tend to heal mm-hmm. the brain. Mm-hmm. And then also neurogenesis, which means the more you think positive. When you're thinking positive, Positive. When you're thinking happy, there's actually a positive connection between your neurons. When there's a better connection, there's more cells that produce. That's where you heal. You need to heal the brain. Okay. Once your brain is healed, you 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 know your brain wave, alpha brain wave. That's where your healing, your creativity, your intuition. Then that's where the healing starts. That's when the more the more positive you think the better your brain becomes. That's where your, your endorphins, your dopamine, your serotonin, your oxytocin, those are pleasure hormones. Those are healing hormones. So the more positive you think, the more meditation you think, you're literally changing your brain. Amazing. Love it, love it, love it. I'm all for it, I have to say. Thank you, Miley, for explaining it so well. So let me introduce Bui. Um, Bui, you've been... 
You've been in corporate. I'm going to introduce Boyi after the break. Let's take a quick break. We'll we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back. So, uh, Bui Radebeli Chaba. Hello, Bui. Hello. Lovely to have you on the show. Lovely to be here too. You and I what met downstairs. Oh, we're privileged to have you. We met downstairs. Yes, we did. And I, you know, I don't like to throw age around, but you two do, so I'm happy to, although we won't throw my age around. 63 years old and you look amazing. Married with four children, you look amazing. But oh, you yeah. talk about, oh yeah. And it's because you, you say it's something that comes from within. But, Absolutely. but, but unlike Mali, I mean, Mali was talking about a very specific journey that she has been on and really what she's overcome from where she was to where she is now is incredible. It's miraculous. Absolutely. You've been in corporate. You've been very involved in that. So how did you stumble across these these wise ways of being that, that you can have this kind of longevity and look so amazing and vibrant and energetic? I come from a very large family and um my my statement which 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 I normally use is um, your genes will load the gun, but your lifestyle will pull the trigger. And one thing that we all do, irrespective of color or whatever circumstances you come from, is eat. That is where the critical of the choices comes from. Mm. At the age, I come, like I said, I come from a very large family. We are a family of 12. Wow. And, and our, my, my, Naturally, I'm a very slim person. I come from both very thin family. Uh-huh. So from a genetically perspective, I'm privileged in the sense that from a weight gain. Was never a problem. I have a lower risk. Okay. But if I can change the lifestyle, I would definitely have a problem. So I mean, I mean, I'm in a lower risk, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I've got four kids. Having said that, I watched both my parents having lifestyle chronic diseases as thin as they were. Thin does not equal slim. I'm never about thinness. I'm never about anything but wealth, health, and wellness. And wellness is totalistic. It's your spirit. It's your mind. It's your body. There is a connection with what I do and how Mali does it. She does it from a personal experience. I do it from the side having experienced it in the family. Uh-huh. At the age of 17, I resolved. And I watched my mom's, her siblings, from my dad's siblings, everything. They waited for the time where they have hypertension. It's like you grew up to have. Mm. They would wait at their 10. Their 10 would be apportioned down the line. Kind of like what Marley exactly. was saying. Exactly. In your mind, you've already... It runs in the family. I made a decision that with me, that's when it runs out of the family. Mm-hmm. And that's a decision I made at 17 years old. Wow, that's I, very conscious, exactly, hey? yeah. It's Because I wait... And you know what people don't do, though, Nikki? People don't want to know. There was no Internet. There was no Google. There was just a library. I'm a qualified social scientist by profession. I studied social science. Mm-hmm. I went to the library and I read. Mm. What is our bodies made of? And when I did my social science practicals, I did them in hospitals. What do social workers do in hospitals? They cancel patients that have got either social ease or chronic whatever that mentally... It's affecting their health and everything. So you link the dots linked. And I went to the library and I started reading. Our body is made of cells. What do the cells do? I started empowering myself. Right. That's then I made a conscious decision that it runs in the family. 
But this is the time that it takes a U-turn and it runs out of my generational family. So not passing it on to your children. I'm not, pass- I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna have it first. Cause, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna own it. No. I'm not gonna own it. That's a statement that I made. And mm. how do I do not to own it? Nutrition is 80%. Yeah. You are an 80% what you eat. Yes, I was thin. I had no reason to be doing whatever, but I ate to fuel and nourish. You gotta nourish in order to flourish. Mm. Food should be enjoyed, not a punishment. Yeah. Then I embrace those things. And people talk about taste buds. You acquire taste buds. You, you, acquire, the, you mean for the you healthy? You acquire the taste. Uh, and exactly. So mm. I ate in order to nourish my body. Once your body is nourished, your spirit gets even more double nourished. Mm. And all you need also, you need physical mobility. So I started exercising. And the three combined, looking after my spirituality, because my spirituality... Is my own responsibility what I feed into my spirit? How is my spirit connected? We're not talking religion, we're talking spirituality. Mm. Because spirituality seeks to unite and is centered on love. Religion seeks to control. That's how I look at it. And I married the three, the spiritual path, the physical path, and the, and the mental path. And the three. And the critical part that I did, having, being, with the blessing of being a, 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 a social scientist, I studied the mind. The mind is broken up into three. The conscious, the subconscious, and the unconscious. And what you feed into the mind. And the fact that you actually can choose your thoughts. Mm. You can choose. You can replace anything negative said to you. Said to you, you can replace it with a positive that you want to outcome. And the more you focus on the good that you want, the bad in your life becomes insignificant. It will happen, but it becomes insignificant. Because so everything, right. everything, and we're running out of time, unfortunately, mm. but everything that you're saying begins with making the decision. Exactly. Saying, I'm not just going to stumble through life. I'm not going to be on autopilot. I'm not going to behave as if I'm sleeping. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be very aware of this connection of mind, body, soul. Exactly. I'm going to be very conscious of what I feed my, my body. Not as a punishment, not because I want to look a certain way, but because I want to feed, I want to be energized, I want to be vital, right. And refuel your body. Mm -hmm. And also, you said it starts with a decision. That decision needs to be backed up with an action. Okay. And the choices that you make, you're not free from the consequences thereof. Mm. You know, I'm sure there's so many people who want to get there. You know, they, they want to feel healthy. They want to feel vital. They want to have that connection. And I just said the decision. So, Miley, what would you say to people who are, they just can't do it? One is understand that you've got the power, the fact that you're living in the past, you're not living real. Learn to live in the present. You can control the present, how you feel. Moment, about moment, the moment, moment. Now, moment, now, now, yes. now. Okay. And, and then do affirmations. The, as I said, the brain is there to protect you. If you think, if you, you're afraid of salad, the brain does not know you are afraid of salad. It's thinking you're in danger and it produces cortisol. <laughs> afraid of salad. Yeah. Love it, salad. I know. It, it produces cortisol <laughs> to help you fight the salad. It does not know with the salad. So you must start speaking kindly to yourself. Okay. Silently about your body, about yourself. Even when you're speaking to other people about your body, about yourself, about aging, speak kindly, speak mm, love, mm. be gentle oh, to yes, this Yes, and especially with aging, don't reject this beautiful body that supported you all this time. Oh, yes. Love the bod. But listen, ladies, you are running a workshop. 
Yes, we and are. it's coming up soon. And it's about body and it's about aging. Tell us very quickly before we say goodbye. The uh, workshop is actually about us sharing the insights mm-hmm. of aging your way. Let's put it that way. Of aging, you know, the way that you want to. Right. Because it differs from people to people. Mm-hmm. And Mali brought in me as a 63-year-old, a mother of four, to show that this is possible. She'll also share from uh, her yeah, side. And I'm going to give them activities that I use. Yes. You know, to uh, overcome. Yes. Three people will be chosen to uh-huh. say, do this before you come. And then, because we only have two hours. Then we'll go through, then I'll give them the information more of what we did, uh, I spoke about to say, this is how you heal your brain. This is how you heal your body. This is how you start loving your body. And this could be the kickstart. This could be the kickstart. Okay. I yeah, love absolutely. that. I love that. So Mali, how do people find out more about the, the event? Find me on my cell 071-225-4847. Okay. Call me. Okay. Or on, on my page, Mali Ramara. Okay. Lovely. Buyi Mali, thank you so much for coming into thank the studio. You. Lovely ladies, you. living your truth and embodying what you believe because you can't believe how gorgeous these ladies are. Absolutely. And I say, Nikki, just as a lot, people, one thing that we never taught is people is to be happy and to love ourselves. Mm. That's what you're right. About. You're right. We're to not taught happy. that. Guys, we need happiness to be taught that. is what we own. Embrace yeah. it. Belongs to and us. And love yourself. Love it. Oh, boy, thank you so much, Miley. Thank you. Miley's number very quickly, 071-225-4847. This show's been about love. Love yourself. From me, Nikki Seberini. I'll be back in three weeks' time, but the show continues. Um, do take care. Goodbye.